This is Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance or thinking about it. My name's Jenny Stallard, I'm a freelance lifestyle journalist and I founded Freelance Feels in 2019 as a response to my own mental health challenges. The idea behind Freelance Feels is to show freelance life in all its reality, from the down moments to the yay ones, and share other people's stories as well so we all feel less alone in the self-employed world. Each episode I speak to a different freelancer, self-employed person or entrepreneur about their work and mental health, exploring their story, their challenges and triumphs, as well as getting valuable advice from them. Freelance Feels is also a newsletter, freelancefeels.substack.com and on social media at freelance underscore feels. Please do come and find me on Instagram and let me know how you're getting on with your freelance journey. If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate and review it. And now, on with the episode. Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. I'm a bit overexcited this morning because I'm talking to Maddie Shine, who is self-built SEO queen. Um, I've done some of Maddie's workshops online and yeah, I'm, I'm being a bit fangirly. Sorry, Maddie, but please, please welcome <laughs> and introduce yourself to those who don't know you. Um, what's your freelance? Tell us all about yourself. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. It's really great to be here and uh, really kind of you to ask me on this podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Maddie Shine. Um, I am the SEO and visibility queen. I absolutely love to talk all things getting found online because the way I see it is that so many people, you know, they go, oh, it's the tech. Oh, Google hates me. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's a lot more going on than that. Usually, it's there's quite a lot of fear about what to say, how to say it, how to put yourself out there, and all that kind of stuff. So those all, that's all the juicy stuff that I love to teach. Um, so, of course, I teach the tech as well. But, yeah, I've been going for about eight years now, and I absolutely love it. Brilliant. And what did you do before, and what brought you to freelance life? Looking back, I always had an entrepreneurial streak in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember back when I was, um, you know, in my gap year, then I decided I'm going to go and earn some cash before uni and I didn't get a bar job or, you know, all the stuff that all my mates were doing. I went and trained as a legal secretary and so that I could earn more cash um, and then I would have my evenings and weekends free to spend the cash um, (laughs) essentially. And basically I found out how much the temp agency who was sending me out to all these lawyers, how much they were charging and versus how much I was getting paid. So I actually befriended these lawyers and I said, listen, I'll do you a deal. Uh, I'll charge you less than the agencies, but I'll get more money. And they said, absolutely fine. And the agencies tried to kick up a stink about it. And the lawyers went, well, listen, we're lawyers. What are you going to do? So, you know, it all kind of kicked off. It all kind of kicks off from there. And actually, that's what funded me through uh, all my beer money at uni, basically. Um, it worked out really well. So I just carried on doing that for a couple of years. Um, and like I said, it meant that I could still have a social life and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, essentially, that's that's where it kind of began. But then I moved to London. I did a business degree, right? Mm-hmm. So I moved to London, was in marketing for many years, various different roles. Um, but actually, it was being made redundant 10 years ago in the last recession that really kind of began, okay, how do you really want to spend your time? How do you really want to show up for yourself? Because I realized I was just like, what am I even doing? Like, yeah, okay, I was, 
I was obviously mortified. I was devastated when I was made redundant. Mm. I took it so badly. Oh, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah, exactly, mm. right? And I think that many people have been there and you're just like, oh my God, what am I actually doing in my life though? You know, like I've been putting all this effort into someone else's dream and I don't really know what my dream is. So what I decided to do was start to explore side hustles. And I did so many different things uh, because, you know, don't forget, I was a trained legal secretary. So I thought, well, I could type super fast. I'll type yeah. for people. So I did loads of transcription for people's PhDs, uh, all this kind of thing, in addition to whatever I could get my hands on during a, with a day job. So I was temping again mm -hmm. because there was no there was no market manager jobs and that's what I've been maybe from right so essentially I was doing a lot of different things I also trained to become an English teacher in that time I was going to go traveling and do all this stuff I did go traveling a lot I started doing six months off traveling six months uh, temping work in the city and I was still, still doing my side hustle stuff and all that kind of thing in the middle of that I got engaged I got married I got divorced all sorts of stuff happened, you know? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I've, I've lived like a million lives. But the thing is, like, what I saw was every time something happened to me, then I thought, okay, do you know what? How do I really want to spend my time? That is what it all came down to. What, what, am, what am I doing this for? And every time, and I still, you know, I'm just revisiting my my big dreams and goals list even this morning because I love to do that. Like, it's just like, okay, what am I working towards? What am I doing here? what do I really want to achieve mm. today, this week, this month, this year? And that's really how, you know, so when you said, when did the freelance thing start? Well, it's always really been there. It's like, it's, it's always bones. really been a dream of mine. Yeah, it's kind of it like, is in my bones. it's yeah. always been there. Yeah. I love that. That's, you're probably the first person I've spoken to who began freelancing. That's the youngest aged freelance begin <laughs> I've had so far on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just not very good at listening to other people um, in terms yeah. of telling them, telling me what to do. And that's when I realized I was like, what am I doing this for? You know, mm. like it goes back to, I didn't really know what I wanted. So I listened to someone else until I would have time, some time to figure out what I wanted. And actually in a nine to five job, you don't get given that time really. No, and I love that you you had at that young age as well that vision to sort of think. A lot of people say now, "Oh, charge what you believe you're worth and set your rates." And that was you your first experience, I would say, of saying, "Well, hold on a minute, I'm I'm worth more than the cut that than after that cut they're getting. I'm worth the full price. You know, let's do a deal here." You were sort of saying, "Well, my skills are worth more," and the lawyers said, "Yeah, your skills are worth more." So it was like, "Yeah, you set your price. You did that from an early start. That's brilliant way like example of." Yeah, don't let someone take a bigger cut. Screw that. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's like 19 years ago now. So it's, I wouldn't say it's been like a, some kind of smooth trajectory. Don't get me wrong at mm. all. Like, there, you know, there are, of course, always bumps in the road. Like I said, like quite a lot of life happened to me in that time. I mean, I would say every single year of my life, I've just been like, okay, and now we, and that, now I feel like I'm a lot more on the path where I want to be and where I want to go, you know? Yeah. Because you mentioned your goals there, and I know on Instagram you've been talking about manifesting lately, haven't you? And yeah. I'm a big fan of manifesting. I've just done my September mood board with loads of sort of quite, I probably call them big scary goals, like sort of career shifting stuff that I've told myself I need to commit to. But what are goals for you in terms of being freelance? I love the way you said you split them sort of almost daily, weekly, monthly, and then even the year. Is goal setting yes. a huge thing for you? Is that sort of a real sort of cornerstone of being self-employed that you have got to say, look, that's where I want to be in a year, but that's also where I'd like to be by the end of this week. I'd like to be feeling happier about, I don't know, how tidy my office is or how many clients I'm working with. 100%. Yeah, tell me about your goal setting and, and how that works for you. 
So essentially, I used to procrastinate on setting goals because I was like, if I don't set goals, I won't fail at them. And therefore, <laughs> no one will know and it will be, it'll be fine, you know. But essentially, three years ago, um, I completely burnt out. 2017, completely burnt out. A lot of stuff happened that year. And I was just like, again, I was like, what am I doing this for? Like, I'm just trying to please way too many people that are not happy in myself. And essentially what happened was I was like, I've got to come to a point where I've got to set some bloody goals. So I started setting loose annual goals. So the end of 2017, I was like, loose annual goals. Okay. And then I started really looking down, look like I look in so much detail now. So it's definitely been a process and continues mm -hmm. to be, but I don't just have daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. I also have different areas of my life. So I don't just have how much money I want to make. I have, what am I going to do with that money that I want to make? It makes it a lot more real. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I make, what do I want to be buying? What do I want to be, you know, like I have a bit of a mission at the moment. Like I love wearing makeup and I love yes. like changing my hair. Like at the moment it's blue, but it could be different next time. And, and all this kind of thing. But I'm really trying to use vegan, cruelty-free, mm -hmm. organic as much as possible because, you know, I'm a big believer in the whole, you know, obviously sustainability and everything. Yeah, that's really cool. So, yeah, so basically I'm trying to replace things as I run out of them, as well as switch to a kind of brand, basically. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen is things like that have helped me make that money or have helped me work harder on a particular area where I really was finding myself procrastinating. Mm -hmm. So I've got um, wealth goals. I've got personal goals i've also got things like where do we want to go on holiday now of course there was a bit of a kibosh put on that this yeah. year <laughs> but, is off. Yeah. yeah but last year it worked so well i was like right if i get to my first 10k month um then what i will do is i will take myself on holiday on my own to mexico and i've never been on holiday on my own before and i did it i went i went on holiday on my own i took myself for my birthday it was amazing i wish i'd stay much longer it was incredible and I will definitely go on holiday on my own again. It's brilliant. brilliant. And this is speaking as someone who a few years ago would hate the idea of spending any time on their own whatsoever. I would try and fill every single waking moment with being in contact with someone because I was so afraid of basically being alone with my own anxieties and fears and mm. all that jazz. So, so yeah, so it's really, really kind of come a long way. Um, but you mentioned, I've been talking about manifesting recently yes. because simply because like, it's not, it's not something that I ever gave any kind of time of day to, honestly. But then, you know, the whole like 10K month Mexico thing, that, that worked. Um, I had a goal for 2020 to move out and live on my own. By, I was living in a house share in London. Obviously, mm -hmm. London's quite expensive. Um, and I was thinking, right, okay, I'm going to move out and live on my own by the end of 2020. Well, I've actually been able to bring that forward six months. And so I live on my own now. Mm -hmm. um, oh, congrats. Where do you live now? Have you moved out of the big smoke? Uh, no, no, I still live in London. I live London, in Crystal yeah. Palace. Oh, South nice. Yeah. Yes. Home of the dinosaurs. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah, Anyone really that doesn't realise what we're talking about there, in, in the park in Crystal Palace, there's all these old Victorian stone dinosaur nice. statues out there. <laughs> They're probably yeah. quite well famous, but yeah, just for anyone who's like, what? Home of the what? It's like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. what Crystal Palace is known for, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh, congratulations, because that's such a huge thing to do as well, alongside running your own business. You know, if you were trying to commit to such a big life change, 
and you might have been on furlough or if the world was normal you might have been you know just going to work every day you can kind of just let work tick along sometimes when you're in a staff job can't you and think well I need to focus on this house move thing so I can you know you can balance your energy but when you're then still earning your own keep and having to maintain your own social media and build your own business and then make a big life change like that that can really sort of be a huge challenge can't it so congrats yeah thank you impressed you've done that are you pleased do you enjoy living by yourself I'm, I'm thrilled I'm yeah. thrilled I've never been happier honestly I thought oh you know I've got I'm quite a chatty person I was like oh maybe I'll get lonely no, no. <laughs> that's when the internet is your friend isn't it because you can just connect with so many people actually you could spend all day connecting and chatting and doing reels and stories and has it been helpful for your business to live by yourself has that that been a good thing um I don't know that there's been a massive change. I think that, of course, I'm more focused. Mm. Um, but to be honest, lockdown has done that rather than whether I live in a house share or not. Cool. Um, I, I was very fortunate when lockdown happened in terms of I was already very well set up online. I've been mm. using Zoom for about six years um, through various different things that I do. Um, and I think, to be honest, yeah, I mean the living situation doesn't really make a difference. My overall happiness, mm -hmm. significant difference, cool. significant difference. Yeah. Um, because I, I've wanted to, I'm a, I'm a nester, you know, even when I was traveling the world, I would unpack every single thing out of my rucksack and make a little home. My friends would mm -hmm. laugh at me, you know, just like, even if I go away on a hen party, for like a one nighter in a premier inn or something, you know, and I'm there like, I, I unpack. Unpack. Yeah. Like I put all my makeup out and then I put my clothes in the wardrobe and, that's yeah. part of the joy of staying somewhere that isn't home. Oh, well, yeah. maybe other people think we're mad for thinking that, but yeah, <laughs> yes. I, always, I always put things out and like arrange my stuff and oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, you have to do that. Put your shoes in the little area. And <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I'm, so I'm like that with, with my home now. I've been here a couple of months by now and, um, you know, just like getting a place, like getting everything in its place and seeing how I use the space. I keep forgetting that I've got a whole flat to actually walk around in. <laughs> you don't have to fun. stay in your bedroom. I had to stay in my bedroom if I don't want to talk to anyone, you know, and it's just like, I don't know, like it's, it, yeah, I just feel a lot more content. But to be honest, I, I wasn't, I wasn't having a terrible time of it. Mm. I, I, because I get my fuel, if you like, my energy from helping other people. And in lockdown, I've had the opportunity to do that a lot. Mm. You know, my job is to help other people. And so that when I can do that, when I can have a bigger impact, that's where my fulfillment comes from. Fantastic. I love that thing that you already use Zoom and everything because I was chatting to someone else recently and we were laughing and saying, well, freelancers had a bit of a head start on this lockdown thing because we often operate online. We're often at home for days at a time by ourselves, working from home, you know, doing all of that stuff. Actually, that was sort of how a lot of us operate anyway, isn't it? So actually a lot of the anxieties that I guess might come with that, we're quite used to the ups and downs of working from home. I love, I love that you were already sort of ahead of the curve with with the zoom and everything it's like the world yeah. discovered zoom and you're probably thinking get off my platform this is <laughs> what are you all doing <laughs> no it was super fun i was able to help a lot of people who felt really stuck mm. and um you know just moving their businesses online and and just everything that's obviously been happening in lockdown yeah. and because i prioritize self-care so much mm. and i talk about it a lot as you've seen you do yeah um, that i i value that above everything else and I've been learning about different ways I can take a better care of myself mm -hmm. um you know like for example using vegan organic mm -hmm. products rather than you know I'm not vegan I'm going that way I can very much see that 
you know, my cup of tea here, it's got almond milk. I don't, I don't have cow milk for my tea anymore, which is like, it was like a big move, like a couple of yeah. years ago. Like, what do you mean I could, what? <laughs> like, you know. Um, you don't have to drink but, cow juice. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's like, it, but it's, it's also taking care of ourselves like working from home, it can be, you know, your eye, you get eye strain, you get backache, you don't move around enough, all these things. Mm. And then suddenly all these people were working from home who would never work from home before. They're like, how do you stop going to the fridge and snacking all the time? And I'm just like, well, I think it's when it, when it, you know, I think you just get used to it. Yes, of course, you know, fr fridge snacking, it's a human trait if you're working from home, but yes. it's not gonna, you know, you're not, you, I mean, that there was that kind of like, you know, the viral videos of just going up to the fridge, opening it, hoping for there was something else in the fridge the last time you checked it, closing it again, and then go repeating. Um, it's like, I feel like that's, yeah, I, th I think we were in a good position, the freelancers mm. were, yeah. and, um, and that it was sort of up to us to show other people like, this is, this is possible. Yeah, this is doable, isn't it? It's like saying, yeah. hold on, don't worry. Don't worry, we've got your back. We can help you with this. And <laughs> yeah. it's funny talking about being online a lot. And I, I sort of, you have such an amazing energy online. Um, you're so sort of, you know, and now, you know, you're really chatty and open and upbeat. But I, I did sort of wonder, you know, sort of what's, what's so great for you about that kind of living that life online and being very online as a business and talking to lots of people but then what is challenging about it as well do you find it challenging sometimes to, yeah, to of be on as it were mm. yeah I'm not always on it just looks like I am <laughs> if I'm you know if I'm um if I'm feeling a bit down or I just need to have some time out then I take that time out and I share lots of memes to my stories instead mm. um so you know I just think that you know we don't I'm not always on because I'm not a Disney character as much as I might come across like once sometimes but I think that what's really important again it comes back to that self-care mm -hmm. and that's and that's what helps me stay upbeat I mean yes I'm naturally quite an optimistic person um you know Julie Andrews and Emma Thompson both massive heroines of mine <laughs> I can um, see that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that really fits yeah I can um, imagine you and Emma Thompson uh, having a right laugh over a lot of champagne <laughs> Can you imagine? I would, would die with happiness. Best friends, you would be best <laughs> friends. I totally feel that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, of course, of course, it's challenging at sometimes. And and so basically, what I do is, in fact, I released a new motivational video just yesterday mm. uh, with this initiative called Isolated Talks. And essentially, what I was talking about was eight of my favourite tips on how how to stay motivated when you do feel pretty rubbish. Mm. Um, because of course, I'm not a robot. You know, I do have emotions. I do need to have downtime and need to take better care of myself. And so I look at, okay, what motivates me? And there's a few things. So like one of them is, um, I have like a folder of kind words and testimonials. Oh. So there's, yeah, so there's different folders within there. I'm, I'm all about the folders. Uh, there's a folder of client love. So actual proof of results. There's a, a folder of Instagram love. So when people send me lovely messages on Instagram, whether it's about my dance breaks, because I like to dance on my Instagram stories, <laughs> or whether it's just generally, oh, you're, you know, like I had a message the other day and I was an absolute bits. And it's about how this, this woman said to me, Maddie, you're, I look forward to your videos every day. Mm. Um, and I just think you're amazing and all these lovely kind words. But she said, she said, your video, your dance video was the first thing I saw after I'd been um, in bed for two weeks solid after losing a friend of mine. Oh. And I've got to like well up. And yeah. she said, and I, and it, they just immediately, and it was the first time I had smiled. 
and it was just I was like my god if I could just I mean that's amazing you know like so yeah so so stories like that I absolutely love obviously because I want to know that I am cheering people up and that I am having a positive effect and that that impact as well so it's Mm. it's like so you know going back to the goals it's also how much of an impact am I having it's not just okay I want to make x amount this month or x amount this year it's um, how many people have I made feel better about their lives and their businesses. That's so lovely. That's really lovely. It's funny, isn't it? You don't realise who's looking at what you're doing and how they might be responding until somebody says something. And then you think, oh, wow, well, I wasn't going to do that video. And I'm so glad I did because you've obviously really, you know, someone is watching and thinking, thank goodness that you did that that day. Where do you keep yeah. the folders? Is it on your phone? Is it in, in a, an app or something? How do you store the, the positivity? Yeah. It's just on my Google Drive. I was having a good old look through yesterday. I was having a vulnerability hangover, as I call it. So when that? you when I find that I oh vulnerability hangover. Oh, oh my goodness. Damn. So I don't I don't know whether I made it up or whether someone told told it to me. But basically, it's when you have put something quite brave out there. For example, my motivational talk. Hmm. It wasn't so much about business. It was motivation generally. And I was like, it's something I, I love to do. Obviously, I talk about it, that stuff on my Instagram stories all the time. But I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I? Oh, my God. Like, you know, are people really going to like it? You know, all those kind of funny mm. little niggling things. Oh, yeah. And that we all still get. And the thing is, when I had done it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go and get some validation by reading through this folder of, uh, of kind words and all this positive stuff. So yeah brilliant vulnerability hangover oh my goodness so when you've like put yourself out there I'm having that at the moment because I've launched my first ever workshop and now people have signed up and I'm like oh god people are going to come and I'm like well didn't I want people to come (laughs) if nobody was wouldn't I I was like (laughs) careful what you wish for I guess when you're freelance you put something out there and people like it you're like oh crap now I need to deliver that (laughs) and that's why a lot of people don't work on their visibility because they're like oh shit then I've actually got to like deliver the sales Mm -hmm. haven't I I like that accountability though because if you don't the minute it's out there I remember when I launched freelance fields and I set a launch date and I put that on Instagram I thought well I've got to do it now because you Mm -hmm. have got to set your own deadlines haven't you that's another thing as a freelancer is you know there's nobody watching over your shoulder going hold on that thing's due in you've got to you've got to set your own haven't you that's something that I'm sure you do a lot is setting the deadlines along with the goals as well Oh yeah. Yeah. I use Asana to manage all my tasks and projects cool. and it's just, yeah, there's a lot going on in there. Whenever, <laughs> whenever, whenever, whenever someone has a little sneak peek in there, they're like, Oh my God, close it down, please. Cause it's a lot. So um, it's called Asana. I've not heard of Asana, that. Asana, yeah. No. It's a brilliant project management system. I've been using it for years. And I mean, that in itself, I remember, because it costs $50 a month. I mean, there is a free version, but mm. I use the paid version because it means you can have private projects and not to share everything with everyone because I've got some contractors who work for me and things like that. Brilliant. But it's but, worth paying for things, isn't it? I find as I'm getting more, you know, more free, older as a freelance, I guess not older as a human, but just as my freelancing is, is growing, I'm starting to think, well, actually, yeah, if I pay for that subscription to that thing, like Canva is a good one. I decided oh, to pay for Canva every month and suddenly all these extra images are available. And I'd really sort of thought, oh, shall I pay 10 whole pounds to Canva every, every month? But yeah, I haven't regretted it for a second. So it's worth, okay. I think, sometimes paying for the paid version and getting, getting the benefits rather than just sort of, you know, it's an investment I, in your business. And- I have paid for so much different types of software over the years. And I'm now actually going through a bit of a cull at the moment because I'm like, oh, I've just been paying for that and I just need to... Mm 
you know so i in my asana for example i've got a budget for personal budget for business and in there i've got um annual and monthly reminders of when different things are coming out and and you know weekly or whatever whatever the mm. cost is but what's really interesting is just to see like i just have a little review every six months or so just like okay which software do i actually need to need anymore oh, um, so just get it just because it was a bit of a vanity thing or just because you know it looked a bit sexy or whatever it might be <laughs> sexy um, software yeah oh yeah i mean i'm god i'm such a bag when it comes to like oh my god i'm just like oh yeah absolutely i'm also like with courses oh yeah i used, I used to be terrible with buying courses and then just not doing them because um, yes. it's a confidence thing yeah because then you think oh well do i belong in that zone i mean i guess at least with courses at the moment you don't have to think about finding the venue turning up you know <laughs> Who are we going to talk to in the reception area before you all go into the main talk? I quite like that thing about online workshops that actually, if anyone has anxieties around networking, you can just lurk in the chat now. It's kind of like opened it up to people that might not have gone in person. And um, that's really cool, isn't it? What, yes. what else do you do for self-care? I love the idea of um, like sort of you loving your makeup and stuff. Is self-care for you a lot about sort of I'm all about the bubble baths and swimming? Obviously, my self-care is quite water-based, I guess. What else is self-care for you? What do you do to, to kind of to stop no longer, and almost sort of yeah. press pause on all the busy? Yeah, no, no longer working at weekends. Mm -hmm. um, that's something quite new because um, I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just get a head start or I'll just finish up that yeah. thing. And actually, then I never switched my brain off. So no longer working at weekends and actually going out and doing different things. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's been much easier to do now that lockdown is easing. So I have been going to the pub or I have been going for a walk with my mates or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last, last weekend, I went for my friend's daughter's fourth birthday in the park. Oh, and cute. It was super cute. All the adults drank champagne. The kids were having a great time. You know, it was all out in the open air. It was great. Um, but then what else do I do? I've also blocked out Mondays and Fridays, so I no longer have calls on those days. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah, so that kind of head start attitude that I really wanted to like, somehow start doing on Sundays, actually Sundays is for downtime and Mondays is to like, okay, let's sink my teeth into the week. So I did loads of stuff yesterday mm -hmm. and... Uh, I've also blocked out Friday. So Fridays, I've started going for massages again now. I've had two massages since lockdown's ease, which is amazing. Oh. Um, and I've started setting aside that money in my budget so I can actually do that, uh, which is great. Um, and of course, it's great for the body, but it's also great just to have, you know, an hour out, basically, in a really relaxing environment. Yeah, well, you have to put your phone away, don't you? It's one of those, that's why I love the swimming, because I have to put my phone to one side. But yeah, massage is a great idea because... yeah. Yeah, you can, you just have to put your phone somewhere else. So you can't check the emails. And I love that idea of blocking out the days because that as well ties in for me with the idea of giving yourself permission to do something as a freelancer. Yes. Permission. And yeah. yeah, and we don't often do that, do we? But it's almost like you're saying, well, hold on a minute. I choose if I take calls. And it's not that you're saying you're not going to work on a Monday. You're just saying you're not going to take or do calls it's a tuesday as we're talking if everyone's listening so so yeah so monday you obviously had started the week knowing you had today a chat and other things going on but yeah. i love the idea that you sort of said to yourself hold on i'm going to give myself permission to not fill my diary with calls on those days it's something so simple yet hugely empowering yeah that's amazing Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. yeah and i saw that it i saw that what I was doing was I was worried about what I would do if I wasn't working because I'm a workaholic. Like mm. that's fine. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with that. 
you know, first step to uh, <laughs> solving a problem is admitting you have a problem. And um, and the thing is with with the with you know with like the setting the goals that are not related to your business, so all the personal goals that I I have, and health goals and all this kind of stuff, I see that because I have those, that's what I'm going to be looking at on my downtime. Mm -hmm. So I actually have stuff to fill that time rather than thinking about work or doing work. And of course, actually what I found is by having that downtime now, I've seen that I'm actually more inspired when I do come back to create something for work or when I come to write something. So I wrote on Sunday evening. So I did a, I'm rebranding at the moment. Oh, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a real dig deep process. I absolutely love it. It's so juicy. And I had my um, photo shoot for it on Friday. And we went around central London, so we were in Soho, we are in Trafalgar Square, uh, we are down by Embankment Riverside, a Waterloo Bridge, all these spots that have meant so much to me over the years. And it was great to, you know, sit there in my lovely outfit and sort of like, you know, pose and just, oh, it was wonderful. Absolutely loved it. But, you know, even years ago, I would have hated that amount of attention on me the whole time, you mm. know? Like I've really had to like step into that, if that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. actually I wrote this post about um, on my Instagram um, on Sunday. And it's, been, it's like the most popular post I've ever, like I've written this year. Okay. Um, yeah. And basically what I was saying was I was like, it was all about showing up for yourself and really kind of looking at how you can do that. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about, you know, get a little bit feministy, basically I'm only the third generation in my family to earn an independent wage. I'm only the second generation not to have to quit my job when I get married. And I'm the first generation who perhaps judgment for the first time, judgment free can be child free. Mm. And I just think there's a lot to be said for that. And I think that that's why, you know, there's a lot of kind of issues obviously around gender pay gap and all that kind of thing, but also about how women turn up for themselves because we feel like we have to copy how the men are doing it and actually we're figuring it out for ourselves. So a lot of people are like, you're so optimistic, you're so happy, you know, like everything that you've been saying. Mm. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, because I feel like there are more ways to win a lot of money than, you know, we've been taught, basically. Yeah. Um, I thought that was great, you know, variety is the source of life or spice of life, whatever the saying is. Um, but I do feel like there's a lot that we're figuring out and we're having to do it in amongst everything else that women are expected to do with their lives. Yeah, very much so. That's so interesting, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people will see you doing a photo shoot and, and people always jump to a conclusion about how you're feeling. And I, I think I do this for other people. I'm sure other people do it when they see my posts and, and same for you. But I saw that post of the, of the shoot and I thought, oh, you look so confident. And oh, you've booked a photo shoot. That's really, you know, wow, she's getting ahead with her branding and, and what a go-getter and that kind of thing. And you're sort of feeling a lot of other feelings about it all and, and you then spoke about that I really liked the honesty of you sharing um sort of how it really felt and that you felt like oh god I wouldn't have always put myself out there like this and I'm posing in London and it must have been brilliant though because if London's quieter you probably had a lot more space to take some really um, nice photos did you yeah yeah, yeah absolutely all the tourists being around <laughs> yeah no it was I mean it's, it's picking up now to be honest in central but yeah it is a lot quieter still yeah um, but yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed the photo shoot a lot and uh, the photos, I'm going to start leaking them out very soon. Excellent. So, like me, you like a bit of leopard print as well, don't you? So <laughs> I think we can expect some leopard print in the pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I'd love to ask you before I get you to share your social and find out, tell everybody where they can find you and see more and find that post as well is 
you posted something else on your Instagram, which was a picture of your drinks trolley, which I believe is called Penelope. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Which I love. And, and you kind of said on that post that often we don't look back at how far we've come. We're so busy thinking goals and yeah, maybe rebranding or joining a course or help. Where's my money going to come from this month? But I think it, I agree with you. I think it's hugely important to look back and see where we've come from and, and think, hold on a minute. Yeah, hold on. Well, last month, actually, this, that and the other happened. Or the beginning of this year, I set myself the goal of, you know, even starting social media for my business. Now I'm doing really well, someone might think. So why and how and can and should we do that more, do you think, like kind of looking back and saying, actually, I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing all right on balance? 100%. So one of my, one of my motivational tips it's um, honestly, it's to look back at what you've and celebrate what you've achieved. I think that we are so trained to constantly strive for something that we don't have yet. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, absolutely do that. But you can only redo that if you look at how far you've come. Like I was mentioning Asana earlier, it's $50 a month. I remember it was only a few years ago that I couldn't afford that. My mum paid it for me, mm -hmm. you know, like it's, I really need to sort of, I, I love reflecting and I love sharing gratitude, particularly mm -hmm. if I'm berating myself for what I haven't achieved in a day, mm -hmm. I write down everything that I have achieved. And again, it's looking back at how far I've come because like all these things that I'm doing now, I've got a podcast, I've got uh, various different, I've got two Facebook membership communities, I teach courses, I give talks, I absolutely love everything that I do. Um, but I would never have been able to do any of that if I had not been doing that reflection the whole time. And basically giving gratitude to myself. It sounds really woo-woo, but it totally works. Yeah. Um, it has, when I started prioritizing that more, I find that goes very much in hand with self-care. Then I found that I was being kinder to myself I basically stopped with self-deprecating comments about myself. Mm -hmm. um, I've stopped repeating old belief systems that I was holding tight to, like wealthy people are um, not good people, uh, mm -hmm. that I don't deserve this, I don't, you know, that I don't know what success looks like, all these kind of vague stuff that of course we've been trained to believe and yeah. we've been brought up with. Um, but again, it's, it's why I suddenly became interested in manifesting this year because I was like, actually, there's a lot to this. Um, yes, okay, I don't really necessarily go along with all the vibration and spiritual side of things, but everything else, absolutely, envisaging what I want to achieve and making and then taking the steps to make it happen. Yeah. Um, that's not woo-woo, that's just common sense. Um, and it's like, I can't remember what the original question was, now I've gone off on one. But Penelope, and looking back. Yeah. Penelope, honestly... I mean, I'm a big fan of the na naming an element of it. Yeah. Gladys is my hair. Brilliant. Penelope drinks trolley. Um, Papsy and Eddie are my flamingo slippers. Um, yeah, and Pandora's my bed. Pandora's Sorry. your bed. Ooh. Yeah, Pandora's, yeah. Pan Pandora's my bed because she's an Ottoman storage one. So Pandora's box, right? I say, yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love all these really sort of, they're really rich names as well. Like they're, they're kind of, it's not just like, you know, Jane or whatever. Sort of, no offense to people called Jane. I don't know why I said Jane. <laughs> But yeah, that's got like Pandora and Gladys. They're quite, you know, they're really... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to know. I've just bought a drinks trolley on Marketplace, my favourite place at the moment, and I'm going to upcycle it. And I do need to name it. But it was bought off somebody who it was originally owned by a lady called Auntie Gwen. So maybe I'll have to call her Gwendolyn or something like that. Yes, you yeah. have to. Gwendolyn that's the amazing. drinks trolley. Yeah, but I need to get oh spraying God, her with the paints that. and things. She's a bit plain at the moment. So watch this space oh, for Gwendolyn, friend of Penelope. 
love that. Love that. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I just, I just like the whole. The I like the fact that I'm surrounded by like grand old ladies. Do you know what I mean? They sort of like. They're a little bit like Maggie Smith and Downton Abbey. I just absolutely love her. That's amazing. Does your business? Do you call your business or you anything to do with your freelance life a name like your computer or anything? Do they have names? Yeah. No. No. It's all, the, it's all the life things that have the names. It's all the life things because yeah. for me they're almost like anchors as well of how far I've come. Like. A few years ago, I would never, even two years ago, I was like, oh, I really want to go like mermaid hair colour. That would be awesome. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, what am I scared of? Oh my God, I just should just do it. Mm. And um, yeah, my hair's been all sorts of colours in the past two years now. Um, I love it. And yeah. I'm, it's sort of like become part of my signature thing. Normally I've got massive earrings on as yes. well, haven't I? But I'm yeah, not wearing it. Yeah. a bit of a rest. I wore some really heavy earrings at the weekend. <laughs> it's funny with things like hair, it's a bit like, it does become then part of your brand, doesn't it? And I think it's funny in terms of, it makes me think slightly about freelancing in terms of like, there are some things that are accepted and some things that do seem a bit more out there. So having blue hair seems like, ooh, blue hair, but I dye my hair red, but because red is in the boxes in the supermarket or boots, Somehow red has become accepted. So I go bright red and everyone's like, oh yeah, bright red, you can buy that in the supermarket. But sort of, you know, mermaid blue is like, ooh. And, but then it becomes part of your brand that you do that and people log on. So it's almost like inadvertently your choice of hair color is connecting with who you are as a, as a kind of a thought leader and stuff. So it all starts to knit together, doesn't it? And massively joy as well. And then that keeps you going. And yeah, it's sort of all part and parcel. Yeah, massively. Mm. So like eccentric jumpsuits, that's also become part of like, people know me because I wear all these different kind of jumpsuits. I wear animal print. This is, this is obviously as a conscious choice to like, um, what was it? One of my best friends said the other day, it's like that. It's like the inside of you is now turned outwards. So <laughs> all the stuff that we all knew about you, you're now displaying in this very mm. colorful, wonderfully sassy, eccentric kind of way. And that's exactly who I've always been. It's just, I've sort of been like waiting for permission. It goes back to what we were saying earlier about permission. Who are we waiting for? permission from no one we're the only ones who can give ourselves that permission uh, which is why one of my first gifts was permission granted <laughs> love it love it oh that's brilliant so we all need to give ourselves permission we need to just put ourselves out there but also find time for switching off as well i guess and kind of saying actually i'm going to have you know those days not for calls that's such an amazing range of advice thank you so much um i can't believe it the time has flown um please do tell us <laughs> Where can people find you, social media, website, if they would like to perhaps look into your courses, if they might like to book you to speak, if they'd like to see Penelope and your picture that was your best post on your Instagram, tell us everywhere that they can find you. Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram, maddie.shine, M-A-D-D-Y dot shine. Um, that's where you'll find me dancing, chatting, sharing all the things that you've just heard me speak about today. Uh, my website, maddyshine.com. Um, basically, that is where you can see details of courses, how to work with me, how to book me to come and speak to your community. As you can tell, I'm no shrinking violet. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love to chat about everything and anything uh, to do with visibility, motivation, all that kind of jazz. Um, but yeah, I would love to see you in those places. So if you, yeah, please come and tell me on Instagram. Um, yeah what your favourite tip was. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Fantastic. Oh, Maddie, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And I can't wait to see what colour your hair goes next. Oh, thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you.
you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and if you have, you can rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and follow for future episodes. You can find more about Freelance Feels at freelancefeels.com and more of my work at jennystallard.com. Freelance Feels also has a monthly newsletter, which you can sign up to at freelancefeels.substack.com. And for daily updates, follow on Instagram and Twitter at freelance underscore feels.